0: Inside Cougar Football. Rex makes the catch. 10-5 touchdown. Inside Cougar Football with Isaac Rex. Sponsored by Economics Partners on Cougar Sports Saturday. Welcome back into KSL News Radio, getting you ready for BYU versus Southern Utah, week number two. So that means episode two with BYU tight end Isaac Rex. And it's sponsored by Economic Partners. Isaac, welcome back into the show. How you doing this week? How's the the tone and vibe of practice been as you guys get ready for Southern Utah?
1: It's been good. We've we still got our heads up high, you know. Obviously not the performance we wanted to show out on the field in terms of a offense perspective, the defense they played amazing, but you know, we're not letting that affect us. We're still, you know, got some confidence in our still in ourselves. Uh we know we're better than what we showed on on Saturday in terms of an offense and you know we're, we're ready to uh, play against a good Southern Utah team.
0: How fun was that, though, to see the defense who faced a lot of ups and downs during your time here at BYU? They've they faced scrutiny just to see them have you know a shutout and, and have that success on their side of things.
1: It was awesome to see. I mean, they they've worked so hard this whole fall camp, learning a whole new different defense. You know, a lot of new players on that defense too. Also, a lot of returners too, and so guys that have been a part of. You know, other defenses before they're in a new system and to see them succeed out there, not giving up any points was so crucial, you know, to just the overall uh, vibe of the team. And they played so great and just, you know, on all set, all facets of defense, you know, and in the pass defense and rushing the passer run defense, they they played amazing. So it's uh, it was really cool to watch
0: how challenging. Has have they been to go up against in camp and, and in practices? Have they given you guys some pushback since Jay Hill took over?
1: Um, I I would say it's you know it depends on the practice. Sometimes the offense gets the best of the defense. Sometimes the defense gets the best of the offense. I I would say the offense you know played really well against the defense a lot of the time and in, in fall camp and you know it's it's really good to go against a, a tough defense like that. And, you know, we obviously want to start, you know, implementing that into, into the game because we know we're, we're a good offense too. And we want to show them that, Hey, we can hang just like our defense can. So I've been a part of some really good offenses in BYU. I don't think this offense is much different. I think we're going to be really good. I know a rod and, and fessy and, and Clark and funk. They, they got us all dialed in this week. So. Yeah, the defense, they they played awesome on Saturday.
0: You finished last week. You had seven targets. Slovis was targeting you quite a bit, which from my perspective in the observation windows we had in the media, seemed like he you've been a, a guy that he turns to a lot in spring ball and fall camp, ended up with 15 yards, two catches. What was maybe Sam Houston doing that, that caused some struggles in, in the passing game uh, for, for this offense to really kind of take off like you've grown accustomed to over the years?
1: Um, I would say it was more a lot of uh, self-inflicted wounds on, on our part. I got to do a better job, you know, helping Keaton out. You know, there's some tough catches I could have made that I didn't, and Keaton, I felt, played well, um, and he uh, he got the ball to the right guy most of the time, and Keaton's a great quarterback, and he he's still new to this offense, so he'll be figuring it out. But as receivers and tight ends, you know, we got to make a, a better job me especially of just helping out your quarterback, you know, make those tough catches for him, get some confidence going, yeah, get, get some drives going. But we also were s- screwing up some signals. We had some operational problems that we should never have as players. The co- the coaches are too good to put us in bad positions like that. So it was it was a lot of self inflicted wounds that we're gonna fix. And a lot of the receivers and me, you know, we we felt like well, after watching the film, you know, there was stuff we definitely could have done better but they weren't really physical a lot of them were mental so we fixed that this week in practice and we'll settle it throughout the season
0: were there positives when you watched the film that when you watched it and you thought hey this wasn't as bad as as i thought but you know cuz it always seems like that might be the the t- takeaway saturday night it feels like maybe there's long faces as kalani said but then when you actually dive into the film it feels like there were some moments of of hope would would you agree with that
1: yeah, I, w- I would say so. I mean, when we look back at the film, the the run blocking got a lot better in the second half. We were running the ball really efficiently. The only problem is early on, we just put ourselves in bad positions that third and 15, third and 16, third and 12, you know, that we should never be in in, in the first place. And that's on us just because of penalties and stuff. So a lot of the problems with that game were on us as players. But you know there were some positives. I mean, I mean you don't want to ever. 14 points is a, a little too is not exactly what you want in a game where your defense is playing that well. But there's always positives you could take out of certain games, even if the. The score you have, or you know, the outcome isn't what you want.
0: One of the self-inflicted wounds for the offense, I gotta bring it up, was that illegal man downfield penalty. I think it caused, it left a lot of fans thinking, how did that result in a loss of down? I, I think, based on the rule book, it was because you touched the ball. What were the refs explaining to you, if at all, about how what they saw with that that penalty that they flagged for you?
1: I don't know. I, I think. <laughs> I got the first down and I was, I was stoked and, and I see there's a flag and <laughs> they said I was illegal, which just means it. that's kind of like the, the things I'm talking about. It's like the I'm on the line and that means the receiver has to be off the line, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I didn't know it resulted in a loss of downs, but yeah, I was just kind of, you know, silly things like that, that, we could have got some momentum going in. That was a third down on that. And, you know, getting a first down on the third down is huge, but that's the self inflicting wounds things that I'm talking about. And it just uh, kills momentum. So that's the stuff we have to make fix. But like I said before, it's just, it's all that, that's just mental, you know, like all I, I'll do a better job at just making sure the receiver's off the ball on my side. And so he's not covering me up. And then we're good. So I'm nothing, you know, that that's uh it's an easy fix. so that makes sense?
0: No question. Uh, here with Isaac Rex here on KSL news radio, you played 61 snaps last week against Sam Houston last season. Looking back at the snap count totals, there was only four games where you had more than, than 61 snaps played. How did it just feel for you to nearly play an entire game and, and coming out of it health wise, you feel good. And where, where are you at there?
1: Uh, yeah, I feel good. I mean, I'm surprised it was 61 snaps. I I didn't I didn't realize what my snap count was, but I felt fine coming out of the game. Got hit in the quad, so I got a little bruise there. Bruises everywhere, but you know that's that's football. So no, I'm feeling good. I'm. It's been a tough week of practice just because we're you know we're getting ready and we're working hard, but playing in a football game, you know you don't really think about the snaps. You're just going.
0: It was fun to watch in the second half. You you noted that the the run blocking kind of opened up in that second half, and one of the beneficiaries of that was was L.J. Martin, a freshman. Uh, it doesn't seem like it was a surprise to anyone on the offensive side or in the program his success. There was a lot of praise for him in fall camp when he arrived. But what do you think's causing L.J. to have so much success as a as a young eighteen year old?
1: He's very gifted, man. He's a very gifted back. If you see him, he's got big legs. He looks like Saquon Barkley's got these big legs, you know, and he's only going to get better as he's in this program and in uh, college football, once he gets, you know, a full off season in a college football weight room, he's going to be so good. And yeah, very talented kid, strong running back from Texas, really nice kid too. Uh, LJ is such a, such a good dude. I don't want to overlook what Dion and Aiden have been doing. Yep. They, They've been playing great, too, and, you know, they're experienced backs, and you're going to be seeing a lot of them during the season, too. So sometimes games are like that. We had multiple games last year where the run was more effective than the pass, and so you just got to rely on that, or the pass is more effective than the run, so you got to rely on that. You know, there's multiple games I can even think of right now that – Sometimes the offense isn't clicking on all cylinders. You kind of just got to take what's coming to you. Does that makes sense?
0: That's so true because I think fans listening they they might be getting you know a little bit sometimes caught up in the moment. But you're right, Aiden Robbins. He's going to be a really good player. He is a good player. Dion Smith, heck of a football player as well. Led Colorado in rushing yards last year. So there's a lot of talent in that backfield. Do you ever kind of take a step back and think, man, it's during your BYU career since you got here in 2019, you've had Tyson Williams, Tyler Algier, Chris Brooks, who's on a 53-man roster, Aiden, LJ, Deion. I mean, there, there has been some really good running backs in this BYU offense since you've been here.
1: No, there's been some really good running backs. I mean, Tyler's obviously, that 2021 year, he broke all the records pretty much. And, yeah, I could think of multiple other backs, you know, Lopini, Jackson McChesney, I still to this day he'll he has the rushing record as a freshman.
0: Oh yeah, against but, UMass, right,
1: 2019. I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like that's You know, that's his claim to fame. It's like you know, he'll still always have that record. So I'm like, that's awesome, Jackson. And then yeah, there's there's been so many good backs coming through this program, and I feel like that's definitely an underrated position in BYU these last couple of years is is the running back. A lot of people talk about. You know, Tyler, how amazing he was that year, but we've had some really good backs. And it's sad we don't have Hinckley. Uh, Hinckley would have been great for us this year, but, you know, getting injured part of the game sucks and uh, wish him nothing but the best. But yeah, those three guys in our backfield, LJ, Dion, and Aiden, are going to make a lot of noise this year.
0: Good tight ends as well, too. It's great history. You're well versed in that. Playing the position, your family, your father, Byron Rex, being a former All American. I did want to just kind of get a pulse of how the, the, the tight end room is doing. I know Tava, I, I was floored when I heard in the radio post game, Kalani mentioned that Tava played in that Sam Houston game hours after he found out his, his father tragically passed away. Just maybe how the, the tight end room is rallying around Tava, going into a game where he's facing his former team, and, and just high emotions as well.
1: Yeah, I I can't speak enough about the, the courage and and the strength it took to play in that game. I know if my father passed away, you know, right before a football game, there was no way I'd be able to play. And uh, it was really tough to see him so heartbroken because it was unexpected. And his father was apparently a, an amazing man. I never met him, but apparently he was just such a nice man, you know, great in the Arizona community. Everyone knew him. Everyone loved him. And uh yeah, just to see Tava playing that game was was really um it was it was tough to you know watch because I know he wasn't in the right mindset as all of us would be, but it was just an inspiration to me that, you know, you could push through hard things. And you no, know, that that was a tough morning. A lot of us on the team. We helped Tava out. We were you we were with them, giving him blessings and uh, so it did take our mind off the game a little, which was kind of tough in the moment. But Tava, he's looking great now, and he's he's going to be playing this week. And so we're excited to have him on the team and help support him.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that, Isaac. Uh, it, is it moments like that that, that kind of make you go, man, BYU is a, a pretty special place because we hear so much in the media about you know the family component, but... You sharing that it just it really seems like it that that family component really hits home in in, in moments that uh, a teammate has adversity.
1: Yeah, I mean, all the coaches they they could care less about the game in that moment. They were just worried about Tava. They were worried about his uh, well being, about his feelings, and they were worried about just his dad. You know, they were worried about his family. I mean, Coach Kalani was with Tava basically that whole day. Um, Coach Clark was with him basically that whole day. Uh they were, you know, not worried about anything else except Tava and and how he was feeling. So it was it was cool to know that men like that are, are my coaches and they they care about you as an individual and they care about your feelings more than just as a player, which is which is really cool to know. And I've known that throughout my BYU career here. I've always felt that from the coaches, that they they really do love us and they care about us and they more than just as football players they care about as as men as you know if you're a member you know priesthood holders you know stuff like that so uh, they they really want to build up like good men from the BYU football team and so that's what i felt on saturday
0: last few moments here with, with isaac rex every single week this edition's an extended pregame, but typically you'll hear him at 105 at uh, on C- cougar sports saturday every week throughout the byu football season and uh, the Cougar offense looking to get back on track I- I this week against Southern Utah, coming up a little bit today uh, at 1 o'clock. Just, uh, you know, Aaron Roderick noted earlier this week that it's, it's a unique dynamic facing this SUU defense that knows so much about BYU's offense because their offense was was basically a carbon copy of what you guys run. So maybe speak to the, the unique challenges of, of facing this T-Birds team that, that knows a lot about the offense.
1: Yeah, similar to Utah Tech last year, Jamison Clark. He knew a ton about our offense just because he was in it. And so apparently he's trying to pick signals and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's part of the game. A lot of coaches in this Utah area in in the West Coast in general know. You know BYU's offense. We've been running it for uh, since what four years now. So yeah, it's hasn't changed really and. BYU's offense, we you know it's it relies more on us, so we're more focused on what we got to do better uh, this week, what we can control, and uh, just going out and playing our game, you know, not getting too uh, overly focused about the other team, but we got to you know focus on ourselves too, and then it will all fall into place.
0: Well, best of luck today, Isaac, and always enjoy these conversations and. Good to see you out there once again playing at, at full health and wish nothing but the best, and uh, we'll chat again next week.
1: Okay, cool. Appreciate it, Mitch.